This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Hello, everyone. Good morning and welcome to yet another episode of Saturday Morning Mysteries, where we're your hosts. I'm Alexis. I'm Grace. And if uh, if you're watching, at least on YouTube, and our attire today didn't say enough already, <laughs> it would appear that we are in the Christmas spirit, the holiday spirit, oh, feeling yes. holly jolly. Do, do you hear it, Grace? <gasps> do you hear it? What? Those sleigh bells ringling, <gasps> jing, jing, jingling. <laughs> are those reindeer's hooves I hear on the roof? Is he coming down the chimney to kiss mommy? Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so clearly we're here to celebrate Christmas, winter, all of the different mm-hmm. holidays that come in the wonderful month, wonderful month of December. Uh, yeah, so if you follow this podcast along, typically we talk about classic animated shows specifically that talk about mysteries and crimes and adventures and retell them as if they're true crime, true, quote unquote, true crime (laughs) comedy tales. And we've been doing some fun stuff for the past few months. In October, we celebrated Halloween and we did only Halloween focused episodes. Mm. November, we only talked about, you know, crimes of the pilgrims, so to speak, and (laughs) OG colonists in America and some, you know, some of their crimes against Native American peoples. And uh, this month, we're going to talk about animated shows dealing with winter and Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Grace um, is up first today. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I just, I love winter. I love December. I love mm-hmm. holidays. I love the winter spirit. We have lots of reasons, the two of us, to we love do. winter and you particularly to love December. Yes, someone on this podcast, aka Mm -hmm. actually both of us, when this episode comes out within the next four weeks, we'll be turning 30. So yes, that's why us Capricorn gals Mm -hmm. uh, love really just a week apart from each other, more or less, give or take a couple days. Um, Love winter because we get to make it about us for Uh, at least a day during that time period. Essentially December 20th through like January 5th is just... It's us. It's, us. It's, it's Grace and Alexis time. Yeah. Yeah. Who is Jesus? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Manger what? Manger who? <laughs> Manger nah. Not nah. a <laughs> So, <clears throat> I mean, for today's snowy, wintry episode, mm-hmm. we are doing a callback both to a show we've already covered and a criminal we've covered already. Ooh. Okay. He's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. And uh, a very complicated individual and um, backstory that we got into in the episode in which I spoke about him and then afterwards realized there was a follow-up episode and got very excited about doing it for Mm -hmm. this specific month theme. So today I will be telling you about Courage the Cowardly Dogs season Mm -hmm. three, episode 11B episode entitled Snowman's Revenge. Snowman, yes. Yes. Okay. We're back. I should have been able to guess that pretty quickly. Winter themed, and you said yeah. occurring. So, alrighty, that's oh, okay. I put you on a spot for it. No, that's um, all good. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. I consider Snowman an anti-hero. I just want to yeah, lay that yes. on out after your last episode. Let's see, maybe mm-hmm. maybe that'll change after 
after we talk about him today, but we go find I'm excited out. to see him back. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> we so, go find uh, out. Yes, as you mentioned from our first uh, coverage of him, um, I'm going to first go through just a quick overview of our first interaction with Snowman, uh, which you can hear in full during our previous Courage the Cowardly Dog arc earlier this Mm -hmm. year. But basically, the Bag family, Courage, Muriel, Eustace were on vacation in the Arctic and met Snowman, who was the last of his kind. We'll discuss that whole situation in a second. Um, but he kidnapped Muriel and Eustace, the first humans he came into contact with. He tried to steal their anti-melting gene, um, because he was a geneticist, which I think we figured out. Yes. So we figured out that's the term for that type of scientist. Um, so that he could stave off melting like all of the other snow people did. But Courage heroically came in and saved the day, leaving Snowman anti-melting DNA-less and basically leaving him for dead in the Arctic. Or so we thought. Because... Bum, bum, bum. Bum. With like jingle bells in the background. Yeah. Noted. Yeah, get on it. So... We thought, uh, again, so we thought, so we opened this episode with Snowman on an ice cap surrounded by other broken ice among the Arctic Ocean. And luckily, even though, again, he was left for dead and apparently all of the um, glacier that he lived on and mountains are melting all around him. He was able to save his little lab that he, as a scientist, worked in. And so he's been able to experiment with technology to try and save himself. Because, as a reminder, Snowman is the last of what once was a great and vast snow people's civilization who built thriving cities throughout the Arctic. But due to a warming planet, his family, friends, and all people, all of his peoples, started to melt before his very eyes. He tried to save them, but his genetic experiments with the anti-melting gene that humans have was too late. Mm-hmm. So it's everyone in the textbooks. Includes, it's mm-hmm. in the textbooks. We all have it. That's why we're we here. Have it. You may not remember learning about it, but I swear they taught us about it. hundred mm-hmm. 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 um, percent. And he tried to, again, save them, but was too late. Um, everyone, including his lover, died right in front of him leaving him utterly alone and watching the clock before he too eventually melted to death. But because he had his flash of hope when the bag family showed up, he's reinvigorated to try and save himself because he had kind of given up all hope. But instead of this time after those plans were thwarted, instead of relapsing into an understandable grief and loneliness and depression and just giving up all hope, giving into his fate to melt, He harnessed the hope and a little bit of anger and threw himself back into the research as the melting all around him sped up this time, which again, we now see because it's just him on a little tiny ice patch. Everything else is melted. Poor guy. Only now he turned, he really, I think, took the time to reflect on how he got into this situation and the hope gave way to anger. Anger pretty understandably that the world more or less genocided his people and are doing nothing to help him. And this time he wants to not just survive or find a way to keep his people alive or bring them back, but he now wants to exact revenge on the human race for what Uh, they have done. You see, 
you back the you back the snowman into a corner. <laughs> oh, you think he's gonna melt? Quickly. No, 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 no. He's gonna he's gonna burn with the fire of white hot rage, <laughs> the icy cold fire. Yes, he's uh yeah okay. So already from the jump, it's it's looking like he's gonna cross very quickly from anti hero status to just straight up super villain. You know, uh, the line I'm, is gonna remain hazy. Okay, throughout. Good this whole episode good so um we learn this right away at the start of the episode as snowman is explaining again that the north pole melted or the arctic melted it was an inve- inevitable and if he really is going to carry out these plans to exact revenge on the human race he's going to need a new home base because he can't just survive on this little ice patch that's probably going to melt soon um but he does note that uh this revenge um, he thinks will be a success because of his new invention called Cold Finger. Ooh. And this oh. <laughs> Cold <laughs> yes. Finger. Sorry. Uh-huh. Okay. Is very funny because I don't think I mentioned it in the first time I covered Snowman, but Snowman has like a Scottish Sean Connery accent. Yeah. And thus Cold Finger, aka Goldfinger from James Bond. <laughs> and it's like a I very about thick. His accent. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like. I'm I cannot do a Scottish accent no less a Sean Connery accent but it's basically yeah, yeah he's just like I'm not I don't I'm not even gonna try actually yeah, yeah. I don't know how to do a Scottish accent but he has it it's that he sounds like Sean Connery wow uh-huh, the whole time so um cold finger is uh this invention and it's this like bright purple metal glove that fits on it's uh it fits on snowman's like stick arm and from what I can tell acts like a snow cannon that they have at ski resorts so side note if he had only been somewhere else he would have seen this invention was like already kind of in existence because <laughs> they have snow cannons at uh, <laughs> resorts he, to make snow so like, he's in isolation grace he doesn't know what exists <laughs> out there in the real world that's true struck gold here cold gold cold gold that was the 90s they didn't yeah. have google to the extent no. we have especially on the arctic <laughs> um so snow cannons do exactly what they sound like they make snow this mm-hmm. is done by uh forcing water and pressurized air through a snow cannon and then the water is blown through the air with fans and it gets cooled by evaporation quickly freezing into snow I will say, though, to his credit, uh, that Snowman doesn't seem like his, like, cold finger has to be pulling water from, like, a body of water source. So, like, usually at ski resorts, it's, like, hooked up to, like, a little, like, pond or, like, lake or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, even though he's on the ocean, so he has, like, plenty of water. Um, but <laughs> he somehow did, to, again, his credit, improve the snow cannon technology I think by like pulling water, maybe just from the air and like what's naturally hmm. there. So like, okay, pretty impressive. Cool. We'll give, yeah, that is. Yeah, we'll give them that. I mean, um, snow cannons look like garbage. I mean, truly. Um, and <laughs> he did this, I think, so it could be like a mobile event invention rather than having hmm. to be stationary and attached to things. So again, credit where credit is due here. <laughs> He's like traveling around with a giant pool behind him. Yeah, <laughs> just like, like extract the water. <laughs> I'm going to get my revenge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So with his people long gone, his home melted and cold finger literally on hand, Mm -hmm. snowman decides again, 
uh, he needs to find a place to um, really hunker down to get this revenge plot going. So somewhat funny, funnily, um, hilariously, maybe it should be the better word there. Um, he <laughs> takes out an actual snow globe, but not like the little shaky ones, but just like an actual globe. And it's covered in snow because yep. he's in the Arctic. Um, <laughs> and it just like spins it and then randomly points to somewhere on the map. And he lands, surprise, surprise, right on nowhere, Kansas. Oh, boy. Okay. Yes. Um, and so briefly, before we get to nowhere, Kansas, um, let's find out what his actual revenge plot is. Because he's got cold finger. He's got righteous anger. Um, he's got <laughs> motivation and organization, which are key to revenge plots. Mm-hmm. So Snowman plans to create what he will call the West Pole, where he will cover a place in so much constant snow that it blocks out the sun. Um, and I think somehow this is where it gets slightly hazy about this invention is that mm-hmm. I think he also not just like makes snow, but I think it's somehow like, can tap into the weather and like bring clouds in and storm clouds in. So it comes down from okay. above as well. They didn't really get into that. But, you know, that's part of what happens. Um, so uh, basically this is a little bit of revenge because it essentially would bring up another ice age is his plan, whether or not mm. humans want it. Dropping temperatures, most likely beyond humans' survivable temps. And yeah. Uh, I will say also, this is mainly a revenge to um, destroy the human race because this isn't going to bring back his peoples. That's what like, I think. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he yeah, can't I procreate. Just... He's not. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Ha- yeah. So and now it's literally just for revenge and to spite yes. them. Also, exactly. one other thing is <laughs> just digging at my chest. Since yes. he randomly spun the globe and happened to land in the West, like what if he had landed in the North? Like inside Barry's, like I will call it the North Pole. <laughs> or like somewhere in the South, I will call it the South Pole. The South Pole. <laughs> What are the odds? See, you know, I <laughs> thought that your comment plan. I thought your comment was going to be, which is something I thought about. Of like, is nowhere Kansas labeled on a world globe? Also, that too. I mean, probably yeah. not. But, yeah, it's like really, what are the odds that he landed on nowhere at all? But then, what are the odds that he landed in the west of the, right of the map? I guess it's also not the west of a globe. I, it's whatever yeah. it's you know it's snowman have, he's really smart <laughs> you know he's really he's scientific book smart he made these inventions yeah, yeah. So that's how he doesn't have separate. a good world view though he's been in isolation yes, again, too isolated long. he's in his own so little much. snow globe <laughs> yes isolation and like how it works probably a lot of trauma you know watching everyone you know and love die before your eyes also um also. Yes. So meanwhile, right there in nowhere, Kansas, we join the Bag family as they're actually suddenly spinning out in their truck um, because they hit a very unexpected patch of ice on their way home. Mm. And it's unexpected because they're driving home from the the city of nowhere. And um, all of a sudden they come to, yeah, ice and snow covering their property and home, which was really weird because it's August. Um, oh, in this episode. So the bags rush inside, confused about what's going on. 
to find the inside of their house basically in a full blizzard. Like oh. the windows are open, snow is coming out of it, it's swirling around. And slowly, from Eustace's usual chair, we see Snowman slowly turn around, cold <laughs> finger blasting out snow. And he goes, I'm man, snowman. Which was <laughs> <laughs> really good. Nice, nice. Uh-huh. So, also, yeah, um, I'm starting to think this was less random and that he knew from the yeah. jump that he wanted to go straight to the bag family farm. Yeah, we didn't see all of the like deleted scenes of him like spinning the globe and like landing <laughs> like on Siberia, Bahamas. Yeah. It didn't actually ever even land on nowhere. It landed on like, I don't know, like Kansas City or so, like something else <laughs> like nearby, <laughs> some yeah. other place in Kansas. I don't know. And he's like, you know, it's close enough. We're going like, Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, moved his like yeah, stick yeah. down. No way. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So cor- courage, of course, immediately screams, remembering this creature from their short-lived vacation. Um, but snowman points cold finger at them, a la a snow icy, like straight up gun, and tells the bag family that they will help him build this new West Pole. Um, essentially taking them as captive slash like kind of his slaves. Um, yeah, because he um, puts them to work right away on this. I hear no mention of a salary, of any uh, sort of benefits. Yeah, there is no uh, attempt to unionize. There's no opportunity <laughs> to unionize from the bag family, et cetera, et cetera. They feel too threatened. <laughs> yes, exactly. So already shivering violently from the cold. Uh, the family can do nothing else but agree. So again, they're all given tasks, which is somewhat funny, mainly because like, okay, Eustace has to go outside and like literally watch until the sun is covered up and then like let Snowman know that the sun's gone. Courage has to make snow cones for Snowman. It's just like <laughs> okay. scooping up ice and like putting flavoring on them. <laughs> and then Muriel is the entertainment and she has to like sit and play the sitar. Which we've mentioned oh. in past episodes. Noted. Um, <laughs> yes, that we thought it was random that she knew how to play the sitar, but she actually does, apparently. So and she's like super good. <laughs> yes, she's incredible at it. Yeah. But her fingers are starting to freeze on the sitar because mm. they're not given jackets or anything. Like they're both gonna be the people who help Snowman exact his revenge, and they're gonna be the first victims here. Mm-hmm. So Again, yeah, Muriel's sitting there, um, and this kind of goes on for some time, as you can imagine, um, but they're slowly uh, getting colder and colder. The bag family's slowly starting to move slower and slower. Again, uh, Muriel's fingers are starting to freeze until she can't even play the sitar. Um, Eustace is about to, like, fully freeze, and when he's finally able in his kind of last seconds, he likes able to squeak out that he can't see the sun anymore. So oh, it Justin. didn't take very long to um, start up this ice age, at least in this <laughs> region, I yeah. guess, in August. He's, he's so, got some, snowman's got some power. He's created something magnificent here. Let's yeah, be real. I mean, scientists should be intrigued if they're yes, not exactly. already frozen to death. Yeah. 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 They're not all dead already. <laughs> so uh, Snowman gathers everyone into the living room and actually thanks them for a job well done um, and announces basically that like, yes, this is the new West Pole. He kind of like puts like a giant um, 
you know, like what you'd imagine almost like the barber shop, like pole uh, oh, thing. Yeah. This West yeah. pole on it in the middle of their <laughs> living room. Um, and he says, yes, this is the official, this is the dawning of the new ice age. Oh, God. But all of a sudden, kind of in that same moment, and this is where I think we get into um, some more interesting sides of Snowman, is that he realizes that like these tasks that he had given them, like they're done, they're completed, which means he doesn't need them anymore. Like it's already a success, which yeah. means the bags are also about to leave him and he's once again going to be alone. So all of a sudden, a snowman starts to beg and plead with the bags to stay and says they shouldn't leave. We can all join into this new ice age together. They can be his fellow snow people or his friendsicles um, uh, is what he calls uh, them. Do they have Stockholm syndrome? Are they going to fall <laughs> for it? What's going to happen? Will, well, okay, so... <laughs> I'll get to that in like one second because <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. I think again, we get, we get, a, that's a very good question. We get a <laughs> glimpse, I think of, again, the state of mind of snowman here more than ever before. Um, because as he makes his plea, you rightfully ask like, what is the bag family doing? Like, what's the plan? Yeah. Uh, I will say they at first start to like try and back away, but he still has cold finger going. So they get frozen in place, unable uh, to run away, even though they clearly want to. They did not have Stockholm syndrome. They were like, good. this is our one chance we have to escape. Yeah. But we got to go carefully so he doesn't like freak the fuck out. But because they were already almost frozen, mm-hmm. cold fingers still going. They all truly become just icicles and freeze in place. So classic just kidnapping and hostage situation is... extended yeah yes he's keeping and again to my side comment on his state of mind a snowman's state of mind rather than realizing that they're frozen in place and held there against their will snowman interprets their not running away as their choice to stay with him Hmm. and thus i think at this moment Snowman is dealing with what's called non-bizarre delusional disorder, which Ooh, do tell. according to the Cleveland Clinic, because yes, okay. I looked up what I could possibly diagnose him as. But they're a reputable source as well. <laughs> Boom, not even Wikipedia this time, yeah, everyone. Actual doctors wrote present. what she's about to say. <laughs> uh-huh. I definitely copy and pasted it from Cleveland Clinic. <laughs> so um Non-bizarre delusional disorder may occur in people who are socially isolated, which Snowman certainly was. Mm-hmm. More so, Cleveland Clinic describes this disorder as, it, okay, this is kind of um, long, but I, because I obviously just copy and pasted it all. Go for it. So, I'm quote, comfy. <laughs> yes, good. A type of psychotic disorder. Its main symptom is the presence of one or more delusions. A delusion, in this case, is an unshakable belief in something that's untrue. The belief isn't a part of the person's culture or subculture, and almost everyone else knows this belief to be false. Mm. People with delusional disorder often experience non-bizarre delusions. Non-bizarre delusions involve situations that could possibly occur in real life, such as being followed, deceived, or loved from a distance. These delusions usually involve the misinterpretation of perceptions or experiences. In reality, these situations are either untrue or highly exaggerated, unquote. So here, 
I think Snowman's non-bizarre delusion is that the Bag family loves him and are super happy to be there. Um, We have friends. (laughs) Yes. Um, And his delusion of like, yes, these are my friends and they want to be here makes him go into a song about how happy he is. And they start to quote unquote, do a bunch of activities and fun games together, which is very funny because they're literally just frozen there. And like one of the activities is like snowman is hula hooping. And then it pans to the bag family and the hula hoops are just like hanging on their necks because they're (laughs) frozen. So the delusion of the situation is deep, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> it's like poor man, poor snowman. Yes. You know, now even though he's full on villain, it's like, well, I, I feel bad. I still feel really bad for him though. <laughs> exactly. That's why I said this is a whole gray, yeah, a gray situation. Um oh and so at the end of, and I want to note this real quick, we don't know how long that they have been sitting there frozen. <laughs> like it's, it's like unclear. the year 20, 2500 now. They're like cryogenically <laughs> frozen. Yeah, frozen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at some point, Snowman um, eventually flops onto the snow-covered cows, just like, ah, slowly laughing and reminiscing about all the fun they've been having. Mm. But as he reminisces on their fun, this kind of moment of silence also lets him reminisce on The days of old and the fun he used to have. The days before things got hot. And at first, these memories are fun. (laughs) I'm glad you enjoyed that line. Yeah, that was good. I giggled when I wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Getting hot in here. Hot. (laughs) Getting Nelly in here. It's getting a little hot. It's getting hot. Snowman has Um, already taken off all of his clothes. He never had them. Yeah, snowman doesn't wear anything. The snowman wears no clothes. Oh, how many how many more references can we get out of this? The limit does not exist. <laughs> she says making another reference. Yes. Amazing. Keep it going. So Sorry. at Keep first, going. these memories are fun. We get we see flashbacks with him and his family and friends enjoying snow cones. He's hanging out with his gal named Ivana. And they're mm-hmm. in their icy tundra covered with snow peoples, happily living in a frozen paradise. But the memories start to grow darker. And even though in the first episode of Snowman, he spoke about the great die off, the great melting, essentially. This time we actually see snow people melting in front of Snowman as he grabs for them desperately, including Ivana, who like melts in his arms. So we get to like truly see the trauma. It wasn't just yeah. like a, oh no. I mean, oh Walking no, some people halls. have been genocided. It's yeah. in his face. Yeah. Oh God. Um, it's actually a lot like you described, if I remember too, from your first episode with him, where you're like, I'm yeah. pretty sure he was like holding people in his arms as they were. Yes, as they melting. just melted. But this time we yeah. like, the first time he just it. talked about it. But yeah, this time yeah. we actually see it and like see him like crying out the about everyone like, dying. The writers and like, we didn't time. go quite hard enough. <laughs> Truly. Well, and I think there's a purpose that they went a little harder this time to really drive the point home because mm-hmm. not only do we see the death of the snow people this time and how he tried to save them, but this time he goes more in depth as why everyone started dying, saying that a blanket of gas around the planet planet began to grow weak and then ripped open with a hole. 
Hmm. And that's when everyone started melting right in front of him. Hmm. And he is in kind of full ramped up anger now. He screams that this was all the fault of man who refused to do anything. And that's why he's exacting revenge on them. And that, my dear listeners, is how this show described both the real human impacts of climate change and how the hole in our ozone layer was done because of human-caused climate change. Right. And this is the moment in which Courage, who gets knocked over by Snowman in his anger because he's, like, throwing things around, Courage's cryogenic uh, ice shell (laughs) cracks open and Courage is able to scurry away and do something that none of us have uh, have been, dare I say, brave enough to do. Courage runs off to solve climate change. Wow, so. finally. He's he's the <laughs> the dog we've all been waiting for. The, <laughs> the dog who so, was promised. The prince who was promised. <laughs> the prince who promised. The hero we didn't know we needed, but yeah, we deserved. We absolutely deserved. <laughs> So, or maybe actually we don't deserve. Yeah, true. It's yeah, way too good for us. Yes. Um, so escaping the freeze, Courage sneaks out and gets on a plane where, as just a total not plot related funny side note, the pilot like comes over the speaker to introduce himself being like, I'll be your pilot today, John Dilworth. Which is just funny because yeah, he's the producer yeah. of the show. He made the awesome. show. Yeah, How nice. I, I wonder if that. I hope it was actually him who said that too. I hope so too because it definitely yeah. was like a voice that we've never heard before in Courage. Cool. So yeah, it made me very happy. It was just yeah. nice. I'm, nice. Yeah. Fun so fact. the pilot um, goes on to say, I guess he's like giving a tour of the sky. It's like maybe these are the last remaining people on the planet. We don't totally know how far the ice age has gone, but. Uh, the pilot does point out, like, if you look on your right here, we are now passing the hole in the ozone. <laughs> so a good tour guide. Yeah. And our brave courage. Well, I don't know if this is brave. This might be like kill everyone else. But he pulls the emergency exit and leaps <laughs> from the plane. Pretty fucking brave. It's, I mean, it's brave because he's willing to take multiple murder charges. <laughs> with <laughs> Pretty brave. You know what? Yeah. He's like... It's the, um, what's like that old, uh, not old, but like the like ethics question of like, do you pull the train lever to save a hundred people oh, or all yeah. strangers or one person you love? Yeah. Who's like crossing courage the was tracks gonna, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, courage was going to run those hundred people over to save Muriel. <laughs> exactly. In this it's, moment. You know, so w- you know? what is a life? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Again, they got into some deep questions in this episode, yeah, as Courage tends to do. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of our shows tend to do, or yeah, we make provoking. them do. We in make interpretation in hindsight. Now, as adults, we're realizing yes. this, this is why millennials are the way they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, our brave Courage again leaps off of the plane, and his plan is he takes a giant needle and throws it like a harpoon directly mm-hmm. at the hole, perfectly catching it on the edge. Okay. And then he takes a giant thread and puts it through the other end of the needle and starts to swing 
And courage is able to sew the hole in the ozone back together. Oh. Why haven't we thought of that yet, humans? Can I? May I propose a suggestion? Yes. Indeed, we have thought of it. People, people watch this show growing up and they became climate climate scientists. <laughs> and this is what they've spent all their time researching. And that's why the problem's not getting better. <laughs> They're like out there trying this. God damn it. Why is it not working? We need a needle that can puncture the atmosphere. <laughs> Quick stat. It's like the U.S. government, the Vatican are all like funneling a shit ton of money to this. You know how there's um, basically in like Switzerland, it's like miles below the earth, this like fusion reactor the that collider. they're trying to like yeah. create a collider that's yeah. actually to find a needle <laughs> that can puncture the atmosphere because it has to be on that molecular level. Exactly. To be able to feed through. We're just like, like shooting needles through this massive co- it's like particle literally multi billions and billions and billions of dollars like experiment it's literally scientists from around the globe are working quite literally 24 7 just to find like capture this reaction happening once and like high level level clearance they have to take like a 30-story elevator down below ground just to study needles (laughs) yeah and like the break room always just has courage the cowardly dog play <laughs> on repeat <laughs> only no, like the episodes with snowman God, he must oh, did he, he must do it to his knowledge the, John like Dilworth is actually leading the entire operation <laughs> that's why he like doesn't make shows anymore he they have like recruited. a bunch of dogs running around the offices and laughs they're like interviewing the dogs. They've got like little like electrodes to see like their mind, like wait, brain waves. They come up with like better technology to communicate with the dogs than they do to like solve climate change. <laughs> <laughs> you like the dogs are being translated into like perfect English or like all the different languages. Like it's depending actually, on like where you're from, you have headsets in and you're like talking with the dog. It's like, oh, now he's speaking German. Oh, now he's speaking like Chinese. Now he's it's speaking- actually just staffed by dogs and John Dilworth. <laughs> like the dogs going quote unquote in and out of the lab have human like <laughs> costumes on <laughs> for like when they come and go and then they get into like, when, like the press once, comes <laughs> yeah once they get to like the 30th level below because it's literally in like an old mining like area like truly like three miles or yeah. something below the surface they take the human costumes off <laughs> and it's just, just like dogs them. <laughs> you just see like all these human costumes on the elevator <laughs> yeah like the uh, costumes. But they have little lab coats. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, are and like this... indeed speaking in different languages to each other. Because again, it's global. Dogs <laughs> yeah. around the globe. It's a global operation. They're all working mm-hmm. together. And this also is why the issue hilarious is not being resolved. That we're saying this as uh, like the, well, when we're recording this, this yeah. last week has been like the global like. <laughs> Meeting on climate change. Contract COP27 or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. God, why didn't we release this episode before that? We could have yeah. told them the truth. Oh, well, it's still topical. It's still topical. I'm sure it'll still somewhat be in the news in Always December. Topical. Uh, yeah, so in reality, it's just a bunch of dogs running around. 
all these people are like protesting outside of it but in reality it's just dogs inside <laughs> i for some reason am also imagining one of them is just like is the scottish like sean connery dog like smoking a pipe like hmm but still in a little cute lab coat the needles need to go faster <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little like dog it's definitely it's a little scotty dog probably yes that yeah, makes the most probably. sense it does anyway oh, i love this wow so, so. <laughs> having solved climate change <laughs> courage parachutes down from the what was the hole in the ozone um because he did bring a parachute with him and he lands perfectly in the north pole which where that's where the hole had formed where it's suddenly not only freezing cold again and snowing for the first time in years but this snow seems to be magical because suddenly and like maybe actually if you were in Courage's position fucking terrifyingly the snow people start to reform out of this magical snow so all of a sudden oh. it's just like well it's soft <laughs> it's like very like night to... king like rise yeah. from the dead I mean like pretty much just like swirls <laughs> yeah. and they rise from the snow on the ground um, oh my god so um, back in nowhere there's a knock on the bag's front door and because Muriel and Eustace are still frozen, Snowman opens the door to find Courage, who hilariously he didn't even know was like missing because he had just been like, again, delusional in his own world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then behind Courage walks in Snowman's boo, Ivana, in the <gasps> snowy, icy flesh. <sighs> She's back. Snowman immediately stops blasting snow from Cold Finger, throwing it off and embraces her in tears. I and know, have arm and arm to live for. <laughs> I know, arm and arm, they leave with just like a little sprinkle of snow around them Aww. to go back home to the North Pole, where all the snow people again have started to reform, and no longer willing the snow to form from cold finger, the sun reemerges over nowhere and melts the August snow, which I mainly point out because all of the snow in the house was there and it just straight up floods the house, <laughs> leaving the family standing in a still pool of water, ruining everything they own, which is pretty rude because courage just solved all of this problems and brought yeah. this lost race back. And that's it. Even though Snowman held people hostage and tried to destroy the world. And again, is he the real criminal or is it mankind who caused climate change? Yeah. Either way, we don't need to answer that question because courage solved climate change in this episode. Boom. Done. The yeah. end. That's how you do it. Courage. He's the hero that we all need it. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. Snowman, go live your life. <laughs> exactly. Um, so a uh, quick question yeah did they did they do anything to like make Ivana look different from like the other snowmen like I don't know I'm imagining a snow woman with like a blonde wig and like high heels on <laughs> so she definitely is like a little more like curvy no okay. like distinct womanly figure but it's like more like just like thin she's got, got some hips hip. and then okay. she's got like um like a light blue like updo and then like a little cat eye action okay okay gotcha yes. cool so cool um, yeah I don't know, that was my main question <laughs> at the end of all of this 
<laughs> what did yep. his wife look like? <laughs> Great job, like. Good job. Yeah. Still made of snow. Maybe she had like a little scarf on or something, but yeah, like very okay. distinctly, like with, with the little updo and stuff. Um, cool. cool. Well, yeah. Awesome. Amazing. Good job. Yes, Good you. job. Thank Good you. way to kick off the uh the winter holiday spirit, all the yes. snow and ice and, and the North Pole. I, I guess like the, the recreation Pole. of the North Pole. Yeah. Santa's probably also happy. Like, oh, thanks, you know? dude. It was getting hot up here. <laughs> and you know, courage, biggest holiday gift back to back yeah. to humankind. So exactly. Yes. Yeah. So with that, who should our audience tell about the show between now and next week for uh, what or which will be our next holiday wintry snowy episode? So this week, I think uh, it's it's a pretty busy time for like post office workers and stuff. You know, they got all the letters to Santa that they have to get into the mail for all the kids who still believe in that, whatever. And uh, yeah, you know, they're super busy already. So why not like <laughs> slow down their route a little bit more? Stop <laughs> them when they stop by your house or wherever you get your mail and be like, hey, uh, you should listen to Saturday Morning Mysteries. <laughs> I mean, they play tribute, pay tribute to people who deliver mail, I guess, sometimes. And you're <laughs> busy now. I don't know. I feel like maybe we've mentioned it in the past. <laughs> Probably. Um, who knows? Tell tell your local post office worker. Amazing. Um, well, that's like a very heartfelt, lovely one. I was going to say um, you Balance should tell the, the scientists behind the large Hardon Collider, Hardon also Collider. Them. Hadron Collider, I think Hadron, it is. Hadron, um, Hadron, yeah. yeah, under uh, CERN, which is the Fusion Collider. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, is, I quickly looked up, 16 miles underground. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and may or may not be staffed by dogs, but you should tell them about this yeah. podcast. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Or actually, no, we probably won't, but they'll they'll try to hide them from us either way. I think we broke the code today, Grace. I think we found out. We'll see. We're going to have like secret agents. <laughs> We might both get arrested. We'll find out later. Our our assigned, uh, as we've mentioned in the past, FBI and CIA uh, watchers of all of the various things we've said on this podcast, who are hopefully mm-hmm. also wearing holiday sweaters right now, are like, yeah. God damn it, you guys mentioned this again. We got to go warn uh, CERN now, know, which is like the them. group behind the collider. Yeah. People, you're going to start getting a lot of like dog memes and stuff about <laughs> dog <laughs> letters to dogs, pictures of dogs, random, just ignore it. It's uh, fine. fine. Anyway, cool. We'll see y'all next week. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SatmornMist, all the abreeds. And let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries. 